When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicky, and on each episode of this show, we look at one of the classics. We're talking your Austens, your Hemingways, your Mark Twains, stuff you'd love to be able to say you've read, but who's got the time? Luckily, I've made some time, and on each episode, I'm going to give two guests a cheat book to a classic. I'll tell them about the plot, the characters, the themes, then arm them with some key quotes, ask them to review it, and by the end of this episode, both you and they will be able to pretend you've read it. Now, lending me their ears today from the fantastic Weekly Planet podcast, it's Nick Mason and Mr. Sunday Movies. Hello. 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 I just want to say, as an ex-teacher, I think this is an absolute abomination of an idea. It's a travesty. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I should say that if you do want to read it, you definitely can. But oh, that's, not, that's an option? Okay, I didn't know that. I'm not trying to make people stop reading. <laughs> I'd rather not read. But it's only if you're lazy like Nick Mason. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing it for him. Thank you. No, I actually genuinely think it is a good idea, so I lied then. Because a lot of people don't have mm. time to read, so they try audiobooks. But quite frankly, I don't have time for audiobooks either. So um, this is the audiobook of the audiobook. Good, excellent. I love, I love it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys, obviously, I think I've already got my answer there, Nick Mason, <laughs> but are you uh, big readers or have you ever been in any period of your life? Because I started out in primary school quite an avid reader with a librarian mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I also have a librarian mum. Really? Yeah, so I was a big fan. I'm a, I was a big reader back in the day. I was a big fan of the MS Readathon. In primary school? Yeah, of course. That's a great thing. And yeah. you know, the more books you read, the more you make and the more chances you have to win prizes. It's a great, great scheme. Was did you win anything good? I don't think there was prizes when I did it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was just the glory of reading. I think your oh. teachers were... <laughs> they were taking books. my prizes, weren't they? pilfering books. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is a revelation. I'm going to make some calls after this. But, but at what point, Mazo, did you stop this reading? I, probably uni. I think it might have been uni. Right. And, were you studying English? No. Because that would have been hilarious if they were like, <laughs> now you have to read. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No whoa, one tells whoa, me whoa, when whoa. to read. <laughs> I do it on my own terms. Yeah, I think, I think it might have been uni where I'm like, okay, i got to read these textbooks. I don't have time for... <laughs> They're so boring though, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst. Because we did a similar course in business and finance and such. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. No good. You spend $250 or whatever more on books and then you never read them. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mm. Um, so, look, I would like to say that I do read... But I think it's you know when somebody when somebody asks you, hey, what are you reading to you know this? What are you reading? What what have you been reading lately? My answer is always the thing I told somebody I was reading six months ago. It's just the <laughs> first, it's just the last book I thought of, and I'm like, oh, it's that novel about that. And then I'm like, did I tell them? Did I tell them six months ago is that this I was the reading sa- that same person? Oh no, yeah. I think I'm slow. Is yeah, because I am slow. Yeah, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about you, James? Are you much of a reader? I was much like you when I was in primary school. I was a huge reader. And then I kind of was through high school. I read every book, you know, sometimes in high school. You read every book? Every book that's ever existed. Wow. (laughs) But uh, 
Yeah, I never skipped any of them. I think I maybe skipped one the entire time because I, I, you know, I loved it. And then uni, uni I, I read, I think, until I got a car. And then I <laughs> didn't. So transport was the one thing making I, I, you read. Me, yeah, but I think whenever it I... It was just you working on your hot rod, you know? <laughs> There's no time so for reading when, you, when you're decaling flames down the yeah. side of your 57 Chevy, you know? <laughs> and I'm under the engine. I've got no, got no yeah, that's, time. That's right. But now, uh, yeah, if I go away, I'll, I'll, I'll read a little bit, but nowhere near as much as I used to or would like to. Also, we read a lot of comics for, for our podcast. Yeah, and, of course. And to keep, we've got to keep up with all the hot comic Hot comic goss, books. Don't we, Mason? What's... What's Batman's cape look like these days? Does it have a purple lining? Does it not have a purple lining, you know? What's the answer to that question? It did have a purple lining, and as of last month, it no longer has a purple lining. <laughs> the big question's answered. Thank you. <laughs> right there. You're welcome. Well, um, I've, I've chosen a classic novel for you. I have actually haven't revealed to either of you what it's going to be. So Secrets. I'm wondering if you know much about it, or if you have indeed read it or seen some sort of adaptation of this, because it has been turned into a few uh, TV shows or films. Footrot Flats. <laughs> Guess again. Oh. <laughs> that was my guess also. Yeah, it was also good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now the classic novel I've chosen for us to discuss is Irish writer Oscar Wilde's only full novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Ah, I haven't read it. There I'm a- very familiar with this character, but I have not read it. There was, okay, I've so- seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, okay, well, I was going to say, we've seen, the movie, we've seen the movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Which, if if you're unaware of it, yeah, please tell was, me more about so it because I think a, I've seen it a long time ago. There's a there's a very there's a very well regarded comic book writer named Alan Moore, and he he's written a lot of great comic books. Watchmen, he wrote, he wrote Watchmen, v probably for Ven- a good Batman one. There we go. He's written V for there's Vendetta, three. purple lining on no purple lining, no purple, no purple lining. lining. Yeah, <laughs> all right. He's my kind of guy. But uh, but I'm anti purple. But he he he's written a lot of great stuff, which has been adapted well and very poorly, and he's least well regarded. Adaptation, I think, is probably League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And where... there's been some atrocious adaptations. <laughs> so, so it's um, some of the it's Victorian era literature's greatest historical, greatest fictional characters team up in a superhero team. Invisible Man, the guy who drinks liquid and gets mean. Liquid Mean Man. <laughs> liquid Mean Man, a vampire lady. Yeah. But that clearly they didn't think the comic book was exciting enough. So they added Dorian Gray. Oh, so so he's not, he yes. was not included. He's not even no, in the original. He's a villain. Comic book. And they added Tom Sawyer. They added Tom Sawyer, who's now a CIA agent. And it also that movie is responsible for Sean Connery's retirement. He only did it because he passed on The Matrix because he didn't understand it. He passed on Lord of the Rings because he didn't understand it. <laughs> he didn't that. understand Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the Rings. Sorry, Leave us on you, gentlemen. But he went. Well, it hits a hit. So I'm yeah. gonna. I'm going to go for it. And he hasn't been seen since. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrible. It's a terrible Yeah, so, so look, again, I, I, my only experience with the picture of Dorian Gray, I think there was a copy on my parents' bookshelf, which I, already, I think I read maybe the first chapter or so, and I never finished it. But so I look based on the movie. So that is a ringing endorsement. Yeah, a ring, absolutely. So based, but based on our our, our other knowledge of Dorian Gray, mm. does he is he every chapter is he constantly machine gunned and then he then he comes back to life? Yeah, because like his run picture makes the him sword and he bleeds maybe ink or dust. Mm-hmm. Is, is he in a lot of gun battles? There he, are zero gun battles. Oh. And he has sex with a vampire. He's not in the CIA either. And what? <laughs> and he have... Are you sure you're reading the right book? Yeah, maybe I read like the, the children's version. <laughs> yeah, you took out all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think next time we should do the uh, novelization of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, I'll bring you guys back in because <laughs> that sounds like fun. But first of all, let's get through the picture of Dorian Gray. Now, a bit of background here. It was first published in 1890 in a magazine called Lippincott's Monthly Magazine. May I say... A very good year. Oh, 
bringing in the catchphrase from my <laughs> yes, other show. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Please, yeah. Dave, uh, book, can... book go on or whatever the show is called. <laughs> uh, do go book. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> now, it was published in uh, Philadelphia, uh, despite him being a, uh, an Irish writer. The publisher decided to take out 500 words, worrying that it was immoral and it caused a scandal anyway. So he, he took out the most scandalous stuff and it still freaked people out. Now, was it, was it, it short fi- story? Was it 500 words throughout the book or was it one really <laughs> dirty 500-word sequence? I guess I is my it, question. It was a vampire sex scene. Oh, of course. He took out every thousandth word. Well, and this is and a 500,000-word novel. And in and out and in and out and in and out. Did, so was this published over a series of publications? No, so it was uh, one slab right. with the 500 words taken out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilde later published the book himself with a preface having a crack at his critics writing quote there is no such thing as an immoral or moral book a book is just written well or written poorly end quote uh, this scandal and the writer's very public defense of the work made it even more famous and sell more so it actually worked very well for him very good. that's right did he say, is, is Oscar Wilde the one who said the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about? Is that yeah, his? he's very famous for his witty phrases mm, like that. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. He's the grumpy one on Sesame Street, yeah? Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Please take that out. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a bit about the book. Mm-hmm. Please uh, chime in with any questions or, or comments you may have here. So it starts... With chapter nice. one. Oh, unorthodox. All right. Like so, I mean, it would be weird if they, the 500 words they took out were the start of it. So it made no sense for <laughs> yeah, right. me. Starting at chapter two. They keep, they keep talking about this Dorian guy, but they've never, they've never leveled with us who he is. <laughs> is this all just a flashback? <laughs> so our book opens in the London home of painter Basil Hallwood. All nice. right. He's sitting in front of an upright easel that has a full-length portrait of a blonde, exceptionally beautiful man clamped to it. Like, really hot. Yeah, like Stuart Townsend, who played him in the movie. In the movie, Stuart yeah. Townsend. Is Stuart Townsend hot? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's very oh, hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. He played yep. the vampire Lestat in the sequel to uh, the one where Tom Cruise was a vampire. He was Aragon in Lord of the Rings yep. until uh, he was fired and replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very handsome, trust me. <laughs> Oof. Sorry. Oh, no, the description I wrote down based on what I was reading was it sounds like Ryan Gosling's hair on Chris Hemsworth's head. Yeah, that, yep. Nay cooking I mean, Stuart Townsend is, is, a, is a brunette, but yes. Then you dye that hair. <laughs> yes, good, Brown. good, 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 nice. Uh, Basil's guest is Lord Henry Watton, who sits smoking cigarette after cigarette, making witty remark after witty remark. To give you an idea of the kind of guy he is, he st- says stuff like, quote, conscience is just a polite word for cowardice. No civilised man regrets a pleasure. Ugh. I kind of hate him already. <laughs> the worst don't, guy. Don't, don't sell me on this guy as the, mo- the wittiest guy in the world. I don't, yuck. I'll give you one more quote. Yes. I will say. To get back my youth, I would do anything in the world. Except take exercise, get up early, or be respectable. <laughs> okay, so it's intentionally he's the worst bloke. He's just a, he reminds me of um, when um, I see everything through the lens of The Simpsons. Sure, yeah. Yep. Uh, when Marge Simpson tries to join the country club and there's the snarky character Susan who keeps saying things to try and destroy her. The one who Marge's friends describe as her idea of wit is nothing more than an incisive observation humorously phrased and delivered with impeccable timing. <laughs> That's this guy. Yeah, nice. Okay. In 1890... <laughs> so if you see things through the world of the Simpsons, that's which character it is. <laughs> Do you know? Are any of these characters based on real people? Do you know? I don't believe they are. Oh, okay, no, no. Right. Just okay, the, the Henry, Henry Wooten sounds like a real person. Yeah. Mm. 
That's how good a writer Oscar is. Yeah, he's really painted a picture. And I, I have a, a feeling that some dick. of the witty phrases he that uh, he gets Henry to say, because he was famous for a witty turn of phrase. Oh, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking that he's busting out this kind of stuff. <laughs> but just at a, at a luncheon. Yeah, yeah And it's right, like, uh-huh. mate, Just come an on. insufferable prick. I mean, yeah, I yeah. just want to talk about the weather. <laughs> come on. But Oscar Wilde's got his manuscript under the table and he keeps <laughs> leaning in like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> just, that, what, let me quote next? from my own book here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the modern, modern equivalent of that is reading out your great tweets to your friends. Yeah. Guys, check this one out. It's like, if I wanted to, I would have followed you. And I don't. Well, it's too late. I've screenshot it and I've put it on Instagram. So you, you cannot escape it. I'm a modern day Oscar Wilde. So anyway, this guy, Henry, sits there and he's praising Basil's portrait as his best yet, telling him that he simply must exhibit it. But Basil refuses, saying he's put too much of himself into the painting. And Henry laughs at him, surprised by his vanity and the fact that Basil is comparing himself to this ridiculously good looking man. Basically, his hair is not as good as Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Brutal. Mm. Brutal. Uh, the truth is, though, that the artist isn't comparing his looks to the portrait, but he doesn't explain what he means and the conversation moves on. Ah. Hmm. Bit of mystery going on. <laughs> there, isn't what there? has he put in the painting? Blood. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of him in there. <laughs> oh, man. All sorts of fluids. <laughs> oh, no. Keep it clean. We're going to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, I didn't this say This is what? an educational resource. Yeah. Yes. We're not allowed to say so. Saliva's fine Okay, cool Uh, Basil accidentally tells Henry the name of the person in the painting A certain Dorian Gray Oh, see, I was confused for him I thought maybe I thought thought he was I thought Basil was drawing a portrait of Henry Yeah But they're just just, just... No, no, no He's just come to visit his artist friend He's like, oh, geez, you're doing some good work here Mm. And he's a bit Trying to stand off each other And then accidentally says Oh, the man's name's Dorian Gray Oh, I shouldn't have said that What's he by... Go ahead. I was going to say, is Basil a more vapid and terrible person than the immortal monster Dorian Gray? Because that's what I'm getting from this introduction of this character. (laughs) Well, one might heavily influence the other. Oh. So he's trying to keep the... the, uh, the identity of this man's secret, but he lets it slip. Henry goes to leave... By saying his full name. Yeah. Okay. Dorian Gray. I mean... <laughs> what? Oh. oh, hang on. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, it's we'll just call him Dorian G. Now, that's too obvious. <laughs> D. Gray? <laughs> Mr. D. Gray. It's a good Simpsons reference. Don't even like that one. Lisa S. Look, if you don't get any literary references out of this, if you're listening to it, just enjoy the Simpsons quotes. I mean, I can't be involved in anything without quoting it. It's too good. So um, Henry goes to leave. This is the, the witty man, quote unquote. But before he does, he presses Basil about what he meant about putting too much of himself in the painting. Basil eventually drops his guard and tells Henry the story of when he first met Dorian at a party. Upon locking eyes with Dorian, Basil said, Curious sensation of terror came over me. I knew that I had come face to face with someone who, whose mere personality was so fascinating that if I allowed it to do so, it would absorb my whole nature, my whole soul. My very art itself. Jesus Christ. Have you ever met anyone like that? No. No, but I imagine they're... What? Tom Cruise, I imagine. I, Tom, Cruise Tom Cruise would be like that. If you met Tom Cruise, yeah. I feel... Yeah, you've kind of drawn to him. Yeah, the, origi- the original Stuart Townsend, Tom Cruise. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rich man, Stuart Townsend. <laughs> yes. But finding this weird feeling, Basil said he tried to leave the party, but the hostess noticed that he was pulling a ghosty and made him stay and started introducing him. Yeah. <laughs> First instance of pulling yeah, a ghosty. Yeah. This bloke's pulling a ghosty. <laughs> to make it even more annoying, she notices and then, oh, are you trying to leave? How about I introduce you to everyone at this party? Oh, that's uh, the worst. Oh, no. And eventually this included Dorian himself. Mm. So it's Dorian? Dorian. It's not Dorian. Oh, I say Dorian. That's cool. 
I've always said Dorian. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You both say Dorian. Yeah, yep. but you should say Dorian. Believe in yourself, Dave. You read the book, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> unfortunately, the book didn't come with any pronunciation. Weird. Mm. <laughs> it's a weird book. <laughs> anyway... Oh, I reckon this Oscar Wilde might make it. No, no, that, it, that was in the first 500 words. It said, Dorian, pronounced door like the thing you walk through, you know? Yeah, they thought that will cause a scandal. Mm, yeah, we've got to take that out, yeah. And of course, just as he finishes telling um, Henry the story about how he met Dorian, the butler walks in, very rich, all these people, very yeah, rich. Yeah, yeah. Butler walks in and says, Dorian Gray is here to see you, my lord. So Lord Henry insists on meeting Dorian, Basil's muse, which the artist is definitely not keen on, but eventually he lets him on the condition that Henry does not use his witty sayings and biting life (laughs) observations to to influence the young and beautiful Dorian. So he's basically saying, don't be a prick, yeah? Is that what that that is? I'm always, whenever I read a novel, I'm always curious who the author's surrogate is in in the book. Like, is it it one person or have they spread it out over a number of people? But I feel like... This is Henry is obviously Dorian Gray's author surrogate because he has to have a second character in there going, Henry, please don't be the wittiest person in the world (laughs) for one second. If you could not be the funniest guy who ever lived, just for a moment. Yeah, you're so, so witty. Please, please. So in the next chapter, Basil tries to get Henry to leave, but Dorian asks him to stay. And he talks to Dorian while he sits, or rather stands for Basil's painting. So they start getting to know each other a little bit. So the painting is unfinished at this point. Yeah, so it's already looking amazing. It's already already obviously his best work. Started with the hair. But Mm -hmm. yeah, of course. It's just hair. Whose hair is that? (laughs) That's a photo of Cousin It. (laughs) (laughs) It's your best work yet. Mm -hmm. So Basil tells Dorian that Henry, the... uh, the witty man is a bad influence. And if anything, he should have used reverse psychology and told him that he wasn't a bad influence because Dorian is now intrigued. I bet like, he is. Don't listen to anything this guy says. He'll lead you astray. He's like, I need to be led astray. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I need to kiss this man on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get to this next bit. That bad influence starts telling Gray stuff like, quote, the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it and that everyone should live every impulse and Dorian stands transfixed for 10 minutes. And then there's the- <laughs> just staring. Yeah. Henry, about- says, Henry says one thing, and then Dorian stares at him for ten minutes. <laughs> it's real. It's 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 totes orcs. <laughs> it's so orcs. But then there's this line that is straight out of erotic fiction. Quote: The few words that Basil's friend had said to him, words spoken by chance, no doubt, and with willful paradox in them, had touched some secret chord that had never been touched before but that he felt was now vibrating and throbbing to curious pulses. Oh, my goodness. I can see why they edited this wow. down. <laughs> That's the stuff that stayed in. Wow. Oh, is it? Yeah. So you read the, you read the edited down version? Yeah, there's like, many, many versions out yeah, there. Right. But yeah, I tried to, tried to get one of the, um, the original. So originally it was just like, his dick was moving about because <laughs> yeah. he was really excited. <laughs> there was a lot of pulsing. <laughs> so while Basil continues it's the truth, truth, I'm hard as a bloody rock here, mate. <laughs> This is an Australian book, right? Yeah. This is, yep. Mm-hmm. That, that, that uh, classic Irish phrase, Struth, I'm hard as a rock here. <laughs> uh, whilst Basil continues to paint inside, Henry and Dorian go for a walk in the garden together. That's how big this place is. They have a garden. Oh, walk can you imagine? Butler's in and out. There's people oh. being painted. gardens. Something going on. And the bad influence starts telling Dorian that, yes, you're young and beautiful now, but that won't last forever. So make the most of it now before you lose your best features. Uh, this is a lot for Dorian to take in, and when he comes back inside to model for the painting, he has some deep thoughts. 
and we get to hear those thoughts. He realizes that the painting will always show how beautiful he once was, but that he will age. So he pleads in his own mind, quote, If only it were the other way. I would give everything. I would give my soul for that. <gasps> Don't say that. Don't Imp- even think it. Gray. Important Come plot point. <laughs> for this book? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just life in general. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically said, I would do anything if that painting would get old and I wouldn't. Anyway, I guess we'll never talk about that again. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird party. Anyway, I don't really want this painting. You can, uh, you can have it. <laughs> now, the painter Basil doesn't like it, but as they are leaving, Henry invites Dorian to the theatre to further the process of ruining his life. <laughs> Can I can I cut in here? Please. Is anyone in this book the devil? Specifically the devil. Maybe. Does any okay. right, but I mean not look, let's put it all on front street. No implications that somebody's the devil. I want somebody to be like, actually I'm the devil. I'm the devil. I the devil behold my cloven feet. Exactly. Bit of I'm hard as a rock too. <laughs> it's like all you guys. As foretold in the Bible. <laughs> We're all throbbing together. <laughs> No, uh, there's no no such admissions. Okay, but maybe right. at the end I'll ask you who you thought the most devilish character oh, was. Oh, okay, here we go. right. Okay. Maybe it's not the one we think. Yeah, maybe it's the devil. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> the one calling himself the devil. That's not the devil. <laughs> He's not that dumb. It's too obvious. Maybe it's Darren Evil, <laughs> a character introduced later in the book. <laughs> Mr. D. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Henry goes to his aunt Agatha's house, and Dorian, who also knows Agatha, is there. Henry, remember the bad influence, goes on one of his trademark philosophical rants and starts talking about the virtues of hedonism. You know, living yeah. it up, having no consequences, doing whatever you feel. Because to- you want to spout that off to your aunt, don't you? Totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Claiming, quote, I can sympathise with everything except suffering. Basically <sighs> yelling, I am a total wanker at the I top of his I hate this guy so much. He's such a bad guy. Mm. Uh, all the other rich people at this party write, write off Henry as saying one of his controversial statements to get some attention, but he doesn't necessarily mean it. Is this it. a different party? Yeah, so they've gone... They're party left. Now, they've <laughs> gone, now they've gone to Aunt, Aunt Agatha's house. Another rich person with nothing better to do there than have people There are a couple of real over. Paris Hiltons, you know? I okay, guess, so yeah, 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 yeah. A reference Basically, from a decade ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is like keeping up with the Kardashians in the 1890s. Gotcha. They're mm. rich, they're very boring, and nothing happens. <laughs> So um, everyone's like, oh, whatever, mate. You're just saying that to get some attention. But the young and impressionable Dorian is taking it in and decides to blow his plans with Basil and hang with the H-Dog. Nice. Henry. Uh, nice. Even better. Even better. Yep. <laughs> then he's uh, going to hang with a hot dog. <laughs> I'm, Even worse, is... hot dogs. <laughs> that's, that's a, a reference. Re- that's, a, that's an Australian <laughs> reference. That's more than 10 years ago now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it was the 1890s, right? Yeah. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. So uh, a month goes by and um, Dorian goes around to see his now close friend, Lord Henry, to tell him some big news. Nice. He's in love. Ooh. Hmm? His love's name is Sybil Vane, <laughs> uh, which is a great name for a woman who falls in love with a man who has nothing going for him except his looks and a load of cash. Yeah, yeah, right. Basically. Miss Vane is a Shakespearean actress in a very rundown theatre, mainly intended by uh, the poor population. Drawn to yuck. her beauty, I know, mm-hmm. Dorian's thinking, yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> but he's drawn to her beauty and thinking she's the best actress he has ever seen, because he does see her in a show one night. Dorian goes to see her night after night playing different Shakespearean heroines. One night he's invited backstage to see her, and after his praise, she decided to call him Prince Charming. Hmm. Henry agrees to come watch this amazing actress the next night. 
And when Henry gets home later that night, he finds a telegram from Dorian waiting for him. It says that Dorian is engaged to Sybil Vane. So it's really escalating quite fast. Yeah, yeah right. He's seen that's, her in that's a That's how they work back in the day, I feel. He's going to be an uggo any minute. He's got to get oh, on Oh, that's it. a really you know good point, I mean? actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's going to be an ugly any minute. That's it. The yeah. clock is ticking. That's why we all get married, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting ugly by the second over here. i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over at Sybil Vane's house. This is the next chapter. She is telling her mother and brother, James, oh. that out of nowhere she is engaged to this very wealthy man that they haven't met. They are both pretty sus on the whole thing, especially her brother James, who was a sailor about to leave for Australia. There we go. Good. I'm back on board. I was Love checking this. out for a little bit, <laughs> but we're going to have we're going to have a tracking shot across maybe the Sydney Harbour Bridge yep, yep, yep. and the Opera House. Oh, you you gonna, must you've got to set it up as that. Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's just just waving at the camera. <laughs> there he is. So the siblings go for a walk together. This is James and Sybil Vane. Mm-hmm. And James warns her not to marry the man that she refers to as Prince Charming. As they are walking together, Dorian goes past in a carriage, but passes before Sybil's brother can see his face. She's like, oh, that's, hey, that's my husband right now. And he's like, huh? <laughs> he doesn't stop? It's, not, it's a bit strange. She does not want to stop. Okay. People of the past were a bit strange. Also, why why is why is James so uh, why why is James so mistrusting of this Dorian Gray? Just because he's too handsome? Well, yeah. Is he totes jelly? Nothing. I think he's a bit like, why would this big rich hotshot come and oh, hang yeah, out with us? Right, we're right, just right, poor okay. people. That's a good point. Mm. And also, somebody who's that good looking has no personality. That's that's how it, that's still true to this day. People <laughs> who have been good looking their whole life, they never develop anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Okay, sorry. There is one exception. He's right here. Mm-hmm. It's Dave Warnicky. Yes, right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, James can't convince Sybil to leave Prince Charming because she is absolutely smitten. So instead, he just vows to murder him if he ever wrongs his sister. You know that normal thing that your brother says when you announce your engagement? Escalated quickly, yeah, isn't it? Very yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. Very strange behaviour. sailor strength as well, so, you know. Anyway, she's like, all right, deal. <laughs> deal. <Yep. laughs> Fair enough. So the next night, cut to the uh, the rich people. Dorian and his crew of Basil, the artist, and Henry, the influence, go to <laughs> the influence. That sounds like the situational yeah, like, right. character from George. Is he Shaw. forming his own entourage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the influence. I've got the H dog. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh man, so good. The artist is turtle. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so the next night, the crew. Mm. go to the shitty crowded theatre to watch Dorian's love perform in a Shakespearean play. Before the show, Dorian keeps crapping on about her, her beauty and acting ability and really, really hypes her up. Basically, she's, you know, the next Kate Blanchett. Nice. Basil is... That is yeah, Australia. Yeah, she's good. Australia. 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 Uh, Basil is impressed with Dorian's love for her and says he will support the marriage, even though he had his doubts at first. Okay. Again, a weird thing to say. Imagine announcing, I will not support your marriage to your friend. <laughs> okay. Oh, you seem keen though. Change my mind. <laughs> Good on you. Oh, but then the curtain comes up and Sybil is terrible. What? Like really, really terrible. Oh, we forgot. Oscar, uh, Dorian Gray's dumb. We forgot. Ah, uh, right. For- He's so, dumb. So she's always been terrible? Like, so, well, she's so bad that she couldn't even be an extra in a country's town production of The King and I. Oof. She couldn't even be an extra in a country practice. Australian <laughs> soap opera of but, the 80s. But she's channeling her inner Tommy Wiseau and just going for it. And they're all like, 
did you say she was good? And her acting only gets worse as the show goes on. Uh-huh. Even the plebs in the cheap seats give up on the show and just start talking and many people leave. So including Basil and Henry who tell Dorian, sorry mate, quote, she can't act. Yeah. Dorian is surprised, upset and deeply embarrassed. After the show, he storms backstage to confront Sybil, who was oblivious and happy with how she performed. She explains that she used to pretend to be in love, but now that she's actually experienced real love, she no longer feels the need to act and that she's quitting. Okay. So she, <laughs> she wasn't always a terrible actor. No, she actually was, she was brilliant. And then Dorian Gray ruined her. <laughs> but now, yeah. So Dorian can't believe it and he breaks up with her on the spot. He realises that he loved her acting, which she can no longer has the ability to do, so he no longer actually loves her. Well, that's kind of good because he doesn't love her superficially. He loves her for that really specific thing she's good at. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. a good quality he has, right? <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> oh. I mean, it's not, the, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was, is what I'm saying. He's not completely vapid. I mean, he is. Please book on, Dave. It's a good book. Sorry. <laughs> he says, um, quote, you have killed my love. You are shallow and stupid. Okay. Wow. Pot, pot, meat, kettle. Right there, I feel. <laughs> he said, my God, how mad I was to love you. You are nothing to me now. I will never see you again. I will never think of you. I will never mention your name. She cries a lot and he leaves with this line. Quote, I don't mean to be unkind, but I can't see you again. You have disappointed me. The old, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed, mm, which is yeah. way worse. He sucks. It's not you, it's me, but in a way, it's you. Yeah. Because you, you're bad at acting now. Yeah, it's you, and making, you're it's you making me not want you. Yeah. <laughs> were people like this in real life back in the day, or were they only like this in Oscar Wilde novels? I'm not sure. It's, it's hard to say. Isn't really, it, though, isn't right? I think people also now, like now think these things. You just don't say it to a person. <laughs> so right. You break up with somebody, you're not like, listen, it's because you suck and I never want to see you again. That's true, but yeah. people think it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. People do think it. <laughs> After Dorian leaves, he wanders London streets before returning home to his mega mansion quite late. McMansion, please. <laughs> it's a McMansion. <laughs> well, on his way to bed in the McMansion, he spots Basil's portrait of himself, causing him to do a double take. He notices that the mouth is slightly different. It now looks like it has a touch of cruelty, uh-huh. as if he was looking into a mirror after doing something dreadful. You know when you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> he throws himself into a chair and then has a flashback. He remembers that in Basil's studio, he said he, had, he hopes that he won't grow older, but the portrait will instead, and that it would wear the burden of his sins. Surely this was impossible. And yet he believes it straight away. Rather than, <laughs> rather than think his old mate Basil has played a prank on him and altered the smile, he immediately goes straight to magic portrait. Must be magic portrait, exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He'd be half cut from the theatre as well. Oh, yeah. That's very true. And he's, yeah. in a, he's, he's, you know, he's emotionally upset yeah, he's as well. And also, I don't really want to sit through another scene where he does something mean and, and, and then another one and another one and, and he twigs after about out. four yeah, or five. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. rather him... Figure it out now. Maybe he's smarter than we give him credit for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really a blessing for the reader. Like, okay, <laughs> Absolutely, good. yeah. I mean, I'm on board. He's on board. Fine. Uh, this, of course, causes him to panic. He decides he will now change his life. He'll no longer hang around the terrible influence of Henry. He won't sin. And most importantly, he will go back to Sybil and make amends and marry her as promised. They will have a beautiful life together. And he goes to bed thinking, quote, all will be fine. Hey, Sybil, remember yesterday when I said you sucked... Super hard. Yes. Um, well, I, I, 
I meant it yesterday, but I don't mean it today. Let's get married. Great. <laughs> that was a little play. <laughs> that was good. P.S. Magic portrait. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, all will be fine. All would be fine. Chapter eight. If it had a title, it would be, all is chapter. not fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Both of those work. <laughs> it's, not, it's not titled, oh. but I wish it was. Because Dorian sleeps in until midday the next day. He, of course, checks the painting. Chapter 8, The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> yes, it's a very fateful chapter. Mm-hmm. He, of course, checks the painting and it wasn't an illusion. It has actually changed. Dorian is also committed to making changes in his life and drafts an apology letter to Sybil, saying that they'll be together again. But Henry drops by the bad influence and tells Dorian that Sybil... Has killed herself. Oh, bloody hell. Again, oh escalated quickly. Yeah. But at the same time, for purposes of my reading this, that's a relief. That's quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want it scene after scene of her being sad yeah, yeah, and yeah. contemplating it and then putting the noose away or whatever. Just get it over with, lady. Come on. He's, he's all places action. places to be. Oscar is all action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry convinces him that, this is Dorian, that he has in fact dodged a bullet and convinces Dorian not to be upset. <laughs> He's very influential Yeah Yeah after, Absolutely After Henry's pep talk Dorian says Quote She had no right to kill herself It was selfish of her Good point mm-hmm. Good point He also Head over to Hulu this March Where our new shows and movies Will keep you streaming All month long Catch the acclaimed movie All of us strangers Starring Paul Mescal And Andrew Scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Says, quote, I must admit that this thing that has happened does not affect me as it should. It seems to me to be simply like a wonderful ending. To a wonderful play. Water off a duck's back, Mason. That's Absolutely, I'm yeah. Water off a psychopath's back <laughs> is where we're going with that. Well, just to show that his transition to full psychopath is now 100% complete, Dorian secretly examines the changed painting again and now fully accepts that no matter what he does, he will stay young forever and that the painting will grow older for him and bear his sins. And now he's super happy about it. What does that extend to, though? Like, can he iron his face... Good you know question, I mean? can right? He, can and he... then a, com- a comedic iron mark will appear <laughs> yes. on the painting. I mean, it's true. Can he? Um... Can he jump into a meat grinder? Yeah. And it's just a pile of mints, a, a portrait of a pile of mints. Can he? Exactly. Can he get hit by a truck and then he? The portrait's just real flat. I mean, it was flat anyway, but you know, flatter, flatter. I mean, there's no montage of him just like you know grabbing a meat cleaver and being like, "Well, I don't need this finger." Can he, and then it doesn't work, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I only have nine fingers now." Can he? Can he put himself on one end of a seesaw and then drop a big anvil on the other side of the seesaw <laughs> and fling himself over a is mountain? Is he dropping the anvil himself, or is he getting Henry to help him? Henry would probably yeah, help. I was gonna say. What I'm saying is, he ever going to get the Roadrunner? Is my question. <laughs> he's sitting on the seesaw, and then the painting just flies up, and he just stays oh, there. Oh, good. Wow. All right. Is there an element of this story? I'm probably jumping ahead. That isn't true. That isn't. Yeah, is that is that right? Look, is this made up a lot of it. No, but is um, is there come a point where he can't look at it anymore? And if he looks at it, he turns to dust or something? No, because that that's once again is I mean, a key plot element of the film, right. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. If he looks, that's his one weakness. He keeps it in a in the attic. Yeah. If he removes the sheet covering the painting and he looks at it, he dies. Yeah. 
Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That that won't happen here. Uh, okay. Yet I again, mean, good. <laughs> yet again, creative license taken by that film studio. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's also a car in it. There's a there's a car chase. <laughs> and it's eighteen fifty. So what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good movie. I'm really keen to see it again, actually. <laughs> Seriously, we have to do a part two with you guys talking. Yeah. I'll get the book and we'll compare it to the film. So Basil the Painter comes around and can't believe that Dorian is so cool with Sybil's death. So Basil's got much more of a, a moral compass than the other two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's got the heart of an artist. Dorian- artist. It's got a artist, yeah. <laughs> Another throbbing artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorian spouts a bunch of crap about it being an artistic way to go. And Basil knows that it's Henry's influence that has made him like this. He asks to exhibit the portrait of Dorian, remember it's his painting, and goes to remove the screen covering the now sin-changed painting. Mm. Dorian cracks it and says, if he touches it again, he'll never speak to Basil ever again. Basil? That's that's okay. Yeah. Basil says, that's fine. Basil's like, look, honestly, don't like hanging out with that much, to be be honest. No, Basil wants to keep his muse happy, so he's like, well, whatever you want, I'll never touch the painting again. He sucks. They all suck. All these people suck. (laughs) But terrified by this close call, Dorian decides to hide the painting away forever. He has it carried into the house's abandoned and locked schoolroom upstairs in the mansion. He decides that if no one sees it, then it has no importance. Out of sight, out of mind. Love it. We Mm. do that with refugees in Australia. Yeah, we lock them up in mansions. Sorry, you guys. I had to get get real. Any school kids listen to this? You know, you've got to stay alert. You know Mm, what I mean? That's very true. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very, very true. It's a horrible problem. It really, <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, Henry sends Dorian a book about a young man in Paris who devotes his life to, quote, all the passions and modes of thought that belong to every century except his own, end quote. It really blurs the lines between right and wrong, and Dorian becomes obsessed with it and alters his life and beliefs even further. Now, is this a real book? The book they talk about? Yes. Mm. They don't actually name the book. Uh-huh. And there is a speculation amongst historians about which book it could be. That's what I th- think I'm thinking of, yes. But it's not a huge consensus. Right. right People right, say, right. it could be this, could be that. Oh. Or it could be a parody or, you know, yeah, right, Oscar uh-huh. Wilde making fun of a, yeah, you know, a French writer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He basically, this is Dorian, uses the book as a self-help guide and tries to find meaning in life through religion. Then he, has, he starts collecting instruments. <laughs> That's <laughs> a big joke. natural progression. Uh, so. God is dead. I'm just going to buy a banjo <laughs> yeah. and I'll buy a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a bongo guy this week. Mm-hmm. And then he starts collecting gemstones. Yep. Then tapestries. Cool. Then perfumes and more. So he just goes through all these basically fads. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he gets right. the Pokemon cards and goes, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, yep. Pokemon cards. <laughs> and um, snap bands. <laughs> yeah, he's loving them all. <laughs> yep. Hogs. Pogs? They're back. Yeah, with Alphys. <laughs> Dorian Gray's back in pog form. <laughs> in pog form. The, At this point the in the book... The pogs of Dorian Gray. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, go on. The pogs age. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm he, saying. Yeah. He stays the same. <laughs> Don't look at my pogs. Lock them away in the schoolroom in my mansion. Imagine having a, ma- a mansion. You've got a school, you've got a, school like, room. You've got a classroom. That did cross my mind. And you know what's only you in that schoolroom? You, oh. you and a teacher that hates you. That's what's going on. Yeah. Oh, well, I, it does talk about in the book, which I, uh, I guess I've glossed over a bit, is that it alludes to his childhood being very, um, very, very lonely. Right. He comes yeah. from this wealthy family, but he was, you know, homeschooled. He's one of those kids. He's a bit of a depressing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this point in the book, when he's collecting the gemstones, he is 25 years old. Mm. It also implies that he's seeing sex workers trying to find gratification by any means he can. Implied, you say? Mm. Okay. Yeah. There hey, are... what do you come over and have a look at my gemstones? 
Hey, where are you going? Go on. You want to play Pokemon cards? <laughs> All the while, he is drawn back to the aging portrait, now getting grosser and grosser. So he can really see it changing now because he's yeah. doing... You know, mm. all sorts of stuff and not caring for his body at all as well. He's getting fatter. He's got one of those hats with the straws on it. Go to the beer cans. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my portrait has terrible fashion sense. <laughs> it's, it's wearing Crocs. <laughs> uh, Dorian remains young and beautiful, but he can't fully outrun his behavior as he is trailed by rumors that he indulges in dark, sordid acts. Of course. Mm. People are starting to talk mm. about young Dorian Gray. Then 13 years pass. 38. 38 years old. Good math. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> X. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought that was your response. Thank you, teacher. I mean, <laughs> I need praise. Thank you, Sensei. <laughs> it's all his time in the, in the schoolroom, in his <laughs> mansion. <laughs> yeah. It's just muscle memory at this point. Yeah, just count my gems. So it's 13 years gone past. All the while, Dorian has been on this quest for happiness through any means necessary, just trying anything. He didn't look in, did he? He didn't look inside himself. Oh, no. good, good point. Yeah. Yeah. It was all base yeah. pleasures. Henry's still around at this point, being like, you're killing it, mate. Yeah, yeah, you're basically. You're a legend. I read it as jet skis. Let's go, bro. <laughs> so the book that he gave him really changed his life. Yeah, yeah. For the worse. <laughs> but yeah. Dorian's not seeing that. He wasn't. He's, so he's unhappy, though. Yeah, so he's not, he's not finding happiness. Yeah. Or real gratification. So he has to f- do more and more of this sordid stuff. If he does a good act, like picks up a dog poo... <laughs> you know, a good act to kind of mm-hmm. does the painting like take the, well, the that crocs off or something? Well, what's or? he going to do with the dog poo? Is he going to throw it at someone? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I don't know. Let's say yeah, he's going to bin it. Did is you it, ever? Can see... he reverse it? Is what I'm saying. He will possibly try. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever see the sh- uh, the Nickelodeon show in the '90s called "100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd"? No, no. So basically, it was a, a rough uh, bit of a hooligan. Bad sort, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad sort of punk kid. Yep. Mm. Teenager stealing, doing all sorts of stuff. He makes a deal, I believe, with some sort of godlike creature who turns him into a dog. Right. But if he d- he does a hundred good deeds as a yeah. dog, as a dog, he'll turn back into a human. So and there was one episode per deed. I think it got cancelled after about fifty episodes. <laughs> he never made it back. Never He's eternally a dog. Oh my god! We should. Th- that's ripe for a gritty reboot. Though, is he I a think. dog that lives as long as a human being, or oh. he did, did he? Has he got dog ears? Time so ticking. You know what yeah. I mean. The best part about because he was a you know a bit of a thug, so he wore a bandana. The dog was like a husky type dog with a bandana. Nice. And it could talk to one human. One of the humans knew he was Eddie. Mouth. Does the mouth go? Or was it just like Tele- it telepathic? It was now, yeah, yeah, yeah right, telepathic. Yeah, yeah. And I think that maybe he was friends with one of the kids he was bullying or something. That was part of his oh, punishment. Okay. He was owned by them or something. Oh, it's way harder to do good deeds if you're a dog. You can't help someone with your ta- their taxes. Exactly. You're, you're limited. You can't land a plane that's in trouble. You can't help them assemble IKEA furniture <laughs> without you, thumbs. But you can try. You can, you can try. try. That's yeah, true. Probably yeah. do a better job than I do. <laughs> So, all this time has passed. He hasn't seen Basil for a long time, the artist. But one night, he runs into Basil on a foggy London night. Basil tells Dorian that he's on his way to Paris for six months. But his train is late. And uh, Basil was on his way around to Dorian's because he feels it's his duty to tell him what people have been saying about him. He's a good friend. He's a good friend. He's mm. like, I'm, my train's delayed. I've got a bit of time. You live nearby. Yep, I'll yep. pop by, say what people have been saying. Basil asks Dorian about the rumours that surround his personal life. It seems Dorian ruins every life he comes into contact with. Even Henry, the bad influence's own sister. Mm. Basil asks about a boy who committed suicide and the many careers and reputations that Dorian seems to have ruined. Man, this guy's just... 
a swath? Is that the word? He's cutting a swath, yeah. exactly, yeah, through polite society. <laughs> With his jet ski. Yeah, but it, none of this seems dark artsy to me. I don't know where they're getting that from. Because he didn't tell anybody about the painting, I assume. No, but people are starting to talk a little bit about the fact that he's still like very he's, young. Yeah, right. He's and, 38 years old. And he and seems he's still... like he's cursed. Yeah, he seems like he's 19. Yeah, and... people are a bit like, mm, he's a bit yeah. of a weirdo. But he's still very, very rich. So he's still in those circles. Basil says he wishes he were able to see the man's soul. Dorian laughs bitterly and says that the artist shall have his wish. He decides to show Basil his sin firsthand. Nice. Dorian takes Basil upstairs to the schoolroom that houses the painting. He happily reveals it to the artist who at first doesn't know what he's looking at until he recognises his own signature in the corner. Again, I would have thought it was a prank and so on. I just put my signature yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, yeah. This is a weird prank, Dorian. It's a, it's very specific yeah, is, and weird. I would never weird. draw a man wearing tracksuit pants in public, and yet this <gasps> devilry. So Dorian explains the wish he made for the painting to grow old and take his sin. Basil breaks down and asks Dorian to pray with him. Pray for his soul. He already but- tried religion. It's a waste of time. <laughs> He's try- trying to make him try it again. And I moved on to bongos. Yeah. yeah. Dorian, play instruments with me. That's what he should have done. So he says, pray, pray for your soul. Then, to quote the book again, quote, suddenly an uncontrollable feeling of hatred for Basil came over him, as though it had been suggested to him by the image on the canvas, whispered into his ear by those grinning lips, end quote. Dorian grabs a knife from a shelf and stabs Basil in the great vein behind the ear and keeps stabbing him. Oh, my God. Oh my great ear vein. Man, he used <laughs> my one weakness. My ear vein. I've only got two. And he used a schoolroom knife. I was going to say, why, what's there, why is there a knife in the schoolroom? There's a schoolroom knife. Every school has a schoolroom knife. For, yeah. all right. for stabbing, Mason. Oh, what good do you point, think it's actually. for? Yeah, good point. Stabbing in mathematics. Mm. <laughs> Count the wounds. <laughs> Again, to quote it, had it not been for the T-jagged tear in the neck and the clotted black pool that was slowly widening on the table, one would have said that the man was simply asleep. <laughs> yeah, aside from being horribly butchered, <laughs> no, he all, looked fine. Aside from all the evidence of the murder, <laughs> but he's doesn't def- look like he's been murdered. <laughs> but he's definitely dead. Yes. What happened with the sister? Sorry, you mentioned Henry's sister. They d- it's just all vaguely... Okay. Sort of just trying to build up his bad character to yeah, the reader. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't say too much. And but I'm going to guess. And he's humped her and dumped he her. Dumped her and dumped <laughs> Still friends with Henry though. So yeah, Henry, right. uh-huh. because bros before hoes. Bros before hoes. Everybody knows yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Dorian uh, then ingeniously goes outside in a fur coat and knocks to wake his valet up and asks him what time it is, thus giving him an alibi. So the valet thinks he's been out all night. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the servant reports that Basil had been to visit and Dorian says, I'm sad that I missed him. As far as everyone is concerned, Basil went to Paris on the train as he'd planned. Oh, of course he did. And that was back in the day where if you wanted to get away with a murder, all you had to do was not have anybody else see you yeah, do just, the murder. And say you weren't there. Say you weren't there. And, and have like, say you were there. Mm-hmm. Damn, you got a butler. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this man that you employ, his <laughs> life depends on you, says that you were here, so weren't here, <laughs> sorry. Well, I... Guess that's an open and open case. It's just open. We'll <laughs> continue to be open. Oh, well. <laughs> the next morning, Dorian summons his old friend Alan Campbell. You know Is Alan? You? No, I that? don't know Alan. This is a new character. No. Is this no, the devil? Okay, right. Is, <laughs> is this the guy he works? It sounds like a guy he works in the office with. It does. Just oh, Alan. Yeah. Alan Campbell. He's from accounts. You know. You no, know Alan. Yeah. Don't know much about him, but you know he yeah. likes football. <laughs> we have small talk in the lift. No, they used to be very close friends, but some sort of falling out, not mentioned, meant you that... You banged they... his sister. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You banged Henry's sister. 
No, but it meant that they rarely see each other, and now when they do, they barely speak at all. Dorian tells Alan that he has a body upstairs and that he needs his old friend's help. What? Wow. Alan has a keen interest in chemistry and biology, and Dorian asks him to help destroy the body for him. Nice. Alan refuses to help or get involved in any way. So Dorian shows him a letter addressed to a woman and threatens to send it if he doesn't help. Alan agrees. Never so said what? Never says what the letter is. It must be some sort of confession. Yeah, right. Because mm. I imagine he's doing a lot of d- uh, dark stuff. He's probably also got a lot of dirt on people. I bet he does. Yeah. I mean, what? it'd be nice to know specifically what that dirt No, I don't was. think so. Okay, it's better then. in the mind. Yeah, good think? point, actually. Ooh, yeah. uh-huh. Saucier in my mind. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. One of Dorian's servants then gets all the chemicals Alan will need. No questions asked. <laughs> and then uh, Alan destroys the body in the fireplace upstairs over several hours. I know the answer to this question, but what specific chemicals? It doesn't say. <laughs> <Okay>, sure, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to give people from this era ideas on how to destroy a body. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dorian goes upstairs to cover the portrait and notices that one of the hands on the painting is dripping with red. Quote, as though the canvas had sweated blood. So it's getting nastier and nastier up there. Yeah, right. In the next chapter, Dorian has a bit of a public panic attack when Henry casually asked him what he was doing the night before, which is the night where, unbeknownst to anyone, he, he <laughs> murdered Basil. Sure. <laughs> so Dorian, flustered, leaves the party and decides to forget his troubles with some opium. He goes to get his supply by going to a poor part of town where the opium dens are. He briefly meets a friend named Adrian Singleton. The devil. Could be. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. A young man that rumour has it that Dorian corrupted. A woman in the den calls Dorian Prince Charming. And the mention... Just like the... Yeah, just like Sybil Vane yeah. used to call him. And the mention of this name awakens a sailor who runs out in pursuit of Dorian. It is, in fact, Sybil Vane's brother, James. Nice. The sailor, now back from Australia. Who never knew the name of Dorian because his sister only called him Prince Charming. But he's heard that and he pinned... And he, he didn't had, see his face because he went past in the carriage. Yeah. I don't know why they even had him go past in the first place, but <laughs> he know. specifically didn't see the face. Mm. That's why they did. He didn't see the face Yes, yeah, swings, carriages and roundabouts. Oh my goodness. It's the best book ever written. It is the best book ever written. Mm. He catches up to Dorian and pins him to a wall and pulls a gun. He's the devil. <gasps> he tells him to say his prayers. Very undevil like <laughs> Yeah, that's actually, yeah. Say your prayers, but not around me. I don't like them. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me pop my ears. He says he's been looking for Dorian for years. Dorian asks. In Australia. Have you been in Australia? (laughs) No? Bit of a mistake then. So he knew that it was the same guy because somebody else called him Prince Charming. Prince Charming. Charming. He goes, hang on. Yeah. Okay. That sort of tipped him off. Okay, that doesn't make sense, but okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure a few people have that nickname. So he's got a gun, he's about to shoot him. Dorian asks James how long it's been since his sister died, and James says, about 18 years. Dorian compels James to look at his face in the light and see how young he is. Uh, James sees how how young the man he's threatening looks and realises he couldn't possibly be the same Prince Charming who would surely by now look way older. He'd be, yeah, Mm. he'd look like a 38-year-old man. Yeah. James Practically l- dead. Yeah. <laughs> James lets him go, but after Dorian runs away, he is told by the girl in the den that called him Prince Charming that Dorian hasn't aged a day in 18 years. Yes, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> is that for the audience? Just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, It's nigh on 18 years since Prince Charming made me what I am. 
Okay. It's also implied that she's some sort of sex worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of disease thing going on, possibly. I don't Mm. care for all these backstories that are not correctly explained. I don't care about... You don't need to flesh out everything in a, in a no, universe. No, I think there though. needs to be there needs to be a, some sort of fold out section <laughs> right, with yeah. all the ca- maybe like a, maybe like a, a additional content mini series of some sort that sure, goes okay. through all their stories. Okay, I think, yeah. uh, fair enough. A spin off, yes, maybe. Yeah, okay. I will a say, side call. Mm-hmm. I will say this is his only finished novel. So imagine his unfinished novels. Oh my goodness! Ooh. How much backstory they're, they're left <laughs> they're out? missing. Yeah. <laughs> a week later. Dorian invites some friends around to his estate in the country. Yes, he has an estate in the country. Ugh. He doesn't feel the need to hide the fact that he hasn't aged, though. Yeah, no one's questioning that. Yeah. I mean, they're just kind of like, you look young. You look good. You look good. You look great. Yeah. Like, I imagine that like after 50 years, people would be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, Keanu Reeves has to keep moving around every century or whatever. You know that rumor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they'd be what? like, Dorian, why, why didn't you age at all? And he'd be like, you know, I bathe. <laughs> And they'd be like, well, we've never tried that, so... <laughs> and that's how bathing became fashionable. Yeah, I guess. It checks out, I guess. So he's gone to the country. He seems to have forgotten about nearly being murdered and is, is busy chatting up the married Duchess of Monmouth. Probably Monmouth. No, it's Monmouth. Monmouth. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to get her flowers from the conservatory, but as he's doing so, he groans and faints. He is found by the rest of the party, but insists he is fine to go to dinner and doesn't want to be alone. He doesn't reveal to them that the reason he fainted was because through the conservatory he saw the face of James Vane watching him. Mm. The brother. The brother. He's onto him. Yeah, he's found out where he lives. Nice. Or where is he's he right, actually there? Where his country estate. Well, over the next few days, Dorian is, quote, sick with the wild terror of dying and yet indifferent to life itself. We've all been there, haven't it's, we? That's daily, yeah. mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't want to, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> He's too scared to leave the house thinking he will be murdered. He eventually shrugs it off and goes shooting with, they're still in the country, the Duchess's brother, Geoffrey Clouston. Okay. Great. Yep, good, good, great. <laughs> Dorian thinking himself a fool for how he's been acting is starting to enjoy himself. He's like, I've just been paranoid. I'm fine. I'm fine. You only saw him the once. You only saw him through, and through the conservatory. Maybe yeah. it was just all figuring in my imagination. I've been under a lot of pressure. And he fainted. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Mate. Yeah, Come on. So he's he's starting to enjoy himself and then one of the party takes a shot. A loud groan is heard and a man has been accidentally shot. The guy that fired the gun says to the keeper, Why on earth don't you keep your men back? Spoiled my shooting for the day. (laughs) This is the first time Dave's attempted the the accent. I I love the podcast. I liked it. I felt like Jeffrey Clouston deserves an accent. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So that's how he reacts to one of his friends accidentally shooting a man. Yes. And killing that man. And killing him. The man is dead. What kind of shooting were they doing? Pheasants shooting? Or yeah, something? some sort of uh, hunting. Poor yeah. people shooting. Well, but yeah, well, it seems like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How poor was that man? <laughs> oh, indeed. <laughs> the shooting day is cancelled and Dorian and Henry go back to his house. Dorian is freaked out, seeing this as a very bad omen, and decides to leave town. As he's about to leave, the headkeeper comes to Dorian, and Dorian, assuming the dead man is a servant, offers to pay money to look after his family. That's nice. He mm. died on my property. I'll look after his widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shot him or someone shot him. I don't know. But the yeah. keeper says... Oh, the man who sh- we shot was an unknown sailor. Hearing this news... He was wearing the outfit. He was wearing the white sailor outfit and the little hat. <laughs> he was looking at lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing this news, Dorian arrives to see the body and gets a servant to remove the handkerchief covering his face. Dorian lets out a cry of joy, which for the guy who just took the servant... Woo! Off, <laughs> I just taken a, the, the uh, serviette off and he's like... 
Okay. Yeah, that's a weird reaction. <laughs> he's yeah. This pumping. is a guy I hate. <laughs> he's mm, he's, he's dead now. High fiving the whole room. Yeah. <laughs> it is, of course, James Vane. He rides home with tears in his eyes because he's now safe. Mm-hmm. This is Dorian. <laughs> Weeks later, Henry visits Dorian. Dorian, claiming to try to be a better person, tells Henry of Hetty Merton, a common girl he's been seeing that broke it off with before he ruined her life as well. Nice. He's like, I've turned a leaf. I'm not ruining young poor women's lives anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm over that. Dorian thinks this is the right thing to do and he's trying to live a very virtuous life. Henry laughs at him and casually mentions that Alan Campbell, that's the man who Dorian blackmailed into burning Basil's body, the chemist, has committed suicide. He took Dorian's secret to the grave, that little, that letter. That's good of him. But it's probably... (laughs) What a good friend. (laughs) Henry asks Dorian if he thinks that Basil could have been murdered. Remember, he secretly has yeah, been murdered. Right, yeah, yeah. And Dorian replies, What would you say, Harry, if I told you that I had murdered Basil? Why would you say that? <laughs> All my cards mean? on the table, I done it. <laughs> and Henry just laughs in his face and encourages him not to spoil his life now by changing the way he acts. <laughs> you old dog. <laughs> Keep it up, yeah? Yeah, you come on, mate. Good stuff. Lord Henry remarks on how he heard a man on the street preaching about losing one's soul, and when Henry begins to laugh, Dorian cuts him off to explain that this soul is very real. Again, Henry just laughs in his face. Because mm, he's the devil. Henry asks how Dorian kept his youth. He wishes to know his secrets and praises the way he's lived his life. He thinks that by living his bad life, that's why he looks good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I wish I had the balls to do what you do, then I'd look way better. That's what Jared Leto did. I won't get into it. That's how he looks good. What's he doing up there? That night, Dorian goes to see the painting to see if uh, sparing Hetty, that's the common girl, has reversed any wrinkles on the portrait. It hasn't. So your theory before of trying to do good stuff, 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowell. But I feel like that's just a mess. Like it's just a... Bolognese. Oh, it's way too late. So I don't even think that if it did change, you would notice. It's like a 100-year-old person trying to get plastic surgery. It's not really going to... At this Mm. point, come on. Mm -hmm. In fact, the only way it has changed is now the portrait has the smile of a hypocrite. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) His small attempt to atone for his life of sin amounts to hypocrisy. He was doing it for himself, not to help another's life. Oh, oh, so yeah, it might okay. have worked if he did it properly. Yeah, that's right. But the yeah. portrait knows too much. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? You should murder it. Dorian, freaking out, decides to destroy the painting and stabs it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. With the same knife he used to kill Basil. Oh, the teacher's knife. knife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. A tremendous cry is heard. His servants enter the room to find the painting hanging. Dorian's image displayed as they had just seen him. And on the floor, a knife in his heart, a withered and wrinkled old man. Of 38. <laughs> yeah, yuck. The final line of the novel is, quote, It was not until they examined the rings that they recognised who it was. Oh, they cut him open like a tree. <laughs> How many <laughs> you got? Yeah, it's 38. It's 38. 38-year-old man. It must be Dorian Gray, yeah. Checks out. Mm-hmm. But that, that is the, that's how the novel ends. And it's quite dramatic. Him Jeez, stabbing the portrait himself. and then he goes back to the, you know, the young version of him goes up on the wall and he is on the floor looking like he actually is. A real Freaky Friday situation. Oh, yeah. It certainly yeah. is, yeah. yeah uh-huh. So that dude's the devil, right? Henry's the devil? See, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about that. I think Henry's the, the devil. He's the one tempting him. Yeah. Dorian Gray was just like a vapid idiot. 
And then he's like, why don't you read this book and do church and collect gems? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. tapestries. Yeah, yeah. You like tapestries. You want to bang my sister? That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Again, encouraging attending church is a weird way for the devil. Mm-hmm. But maybe. I think that was to be like, this is boring. Instruments instead. Yeah, boring. right. No, right, it's, right. It's set him on the yeah. path. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, the drums really annoy your neighbors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's the devil? No, I don't think he was the devil. Just a bad bloke. Yeah, the, the devil would be more impressive. But like, there is yeah. a supernatural element to this, and I feel like something what must is have... It? <laughs> Name it. What is it? <laughs> Mate, Show how, me what it is. How is this unrealistic in any way? Yeah, it's thank you, Dave. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no cars in this version. So. I, don't, that's I right. don't believe a, pa- a man could be that good looking. That's, that's the supernatural <laughs> yeah, element. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, actually, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. I mean, not be. until the modern day of Stuart Townsend. That's exactly right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No one was that good looking in 1850, you're kidding that's me? That's true, yeah, yeah. Just wooden no teeth one had and a chin. scabies and <laughs> just yeah. lice in their hair. Yeah. Even the rich, yeah. Yeah, mm. but... Wealthy lass. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's uh-huh. well to do. It's a step up. Uh-huh. Mm. So what are your th- thoughts of uh, of the novel? Maybe a review out of five is the system that we go with here. How long is it? Uh, about it's a two- shortish story. I shortish think. story, about 250, 300 okay. pages, I believe. I quite like it. I mean, I know that it's obviously aged and like, there's elements of it that are like, you know... Should have got a top of body painting and it wouldn't have aged so badly. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yep. think it was very good. <laughs> the, the thing I'm I, glad you retold it for us, Dave, because I did not care for it. I'll be honest with you. Because the, th- the thing I'm finding with these classic novels and plays as I'm reading them is a lot of the characters, and in this case, all of the characters, are pretty bad people. There's no likable character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who's the protagonist? I mean, if yeah. there's anybody nice in that story, they just kill themselves. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> yeah. nicest one, I mean... Who was the nicest one? The sailor who got shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Alan Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Alan Campbell. He always has. He always mentions how nice your polo shirt looks. At was work, he the you friend know? who disposed of the body? Yeah. So he. Uh, but then again, he had some weird secret that was going to yeah, possibly right. come out. So he might have done some. Yeah, you know, true. He might have done. Yeah. So I don't think no. some dark stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think there's definitely an element of this. Of some of these people could have been fleshed out, or even some of these characters could have been the same character because they don't seem yeah. to have any defined. I feel Alan and the guy who, who shot the, the mansion guy, the second mansion Alan, guy. There was was like... there an Alan and an Adam? <laughs> I feel like it could have been. I think there was an Adam. <laughs> no. Who was the guy who had the second the mansion or whatever? I think you could have combined some guys who owned mansions. Mm, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Too many, too many mansion-owning yeah, yeah. people. Mm. Yes. Fair yeah, look, I'm going to give it a solid three out of five. Three yeah, out that of five. was the score I was going to give it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that means you didn't hate it. Yeah, Mason. All right, two that's out of a five. Sixty percent. Oh, that's a forty <laughs> percent. Look, I'll give it whatever figure it means that I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> there were not enough gun battles or car chases for me. There was a murder. There was a you. lot of murders. A painting stabbed a man at the end. That's pretty good. That's pretty wild. I wish that's I how it played out. The painting took the knife out and stabbed him. You could have stabbed me, I'll stab you. <laughs> I wonder how long he could have kept that up for, though. Uh, like, do you think he would have lived forever if he hadn't have stabbed that painting? I feel like that maybe he would have. Mm. So he really wasted his time. Yeah, I feel like he just he was too quick to anger. I think he could have probably redeemed himself. If he spent 18 years being a super good bloke for the right reasons, he could have turned it around. Mm. Mm. But I, I guess he didn't want to do that. No, he, he preferred to, you know, <laughs> take the stabby way out. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of it, though, reading? I mean, you read it. Yes, I, I do struggle when I don't like any characters because yeah. you know, people like Henry, the the wanky, the bad influence. I was like, geez, mate, come on, get over yourself. Because so, nearly every single line of his is, whoa, witty, witty, ooh. <laughs> Seriously, nearly all of them. It's like, some, of it's, some of it's just placeholders. It's just, just says witty, witty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Insert witty, witty, ooh here. 
Yeah, so I, I'd probably give it a, a 3.5. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Oh, I didn't know we could go with percentiles. We oh. can't. He oh, only okay. he can. No, he only Dave can. Okay, right. Well, I'm right. going to round this up to a 3.6. Ooh. <laughs> 72 out of 100. No, but thank you very much for coming on and... Uh, oh, no worries. A bloody pleasure. Talking to me about uh, the picture of Dorian Gray. Now, if we want to hear you guys talk more about things like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen... <laughs> yep. Or can. other... other probably, probably better things... No, no, we're, we're... We do go back to that a lot. Yeah, we're going to pivot almost exclusively towards the movie The League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen on our, on our podcast, The Weekly Planet, uh, where we talk about movies and TV shows and comic books and superheroes Every, and all sorts of... All sorts of fun yes, stuff. That's right. yeah. Every Monday, we'll talk about a current movie. We'll talk about a popular series of films. Just whatever's bloody going on, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a grab bag of good times. I'll take that. Thank that's you. how I describe it. Thank you. And uh, thank you at home for uh, downloading listening to this show. If you want to get in contact at any time, um, give us a follow because we're a pretty new podcast here. So uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at BookCheatPod. And if you want to suggest a book, maybe... You can email me, bookcheatpod at gmail.com. And another great thing is if you give us a review on iTunes, especially because we've just sort of recently launched. Mm, helps sort of, out. Helps Getting get, that new and noteworthy. Yeah, you and got, noteworthy. got the charts and then people go, ooh, bookcheat, what's this? Oh, okay, I won't listen to that again. No, no, they'll go, this is the best. <laughs> are you but, working through year 12 texts or are you just like, what's a classic? Cla- You're like, I'm going to hit Montana 1948. I'm going to hit Night. I did read Montana 1948. It was good Tomorrow when the war began. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to go more, more, more of the classic. Yeah, right. I'd yeah. probably say pre 1940s at this stage. Sure, but I mean, if right. there are things, maybe you are doing an assignment at uni coming up, and you don't want to read it, let me know. What do you, what do you want me to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't send in War and Peace. I've got a copy of it, but it's really intimidatingly long. Have you started it? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's so long. I think I've read 13 pages of of about a thousand. Oh my! So goodness. would you say thus far you're having the best of times or the worst of times? <laughs> the blurst. Oh no! <laughs> Definitely the blurst. Very times. good. Now uh, to finish the show, we're going to almost as we started with the quote from Oscar Wilde, and we did just give him a three out of five. So I still don't know if this this applies. Sure. The only thing in life worse than being talked about is not being talked about. And a painting stabbing you. Yeah, you don't want that. Mm. Ouch. And he also said, genius is born, not paid. Hmm? Wait. So that's like, don't work, work hard, because forget it. You, you either got it or you don't. Oh, yeah. And finally, on aging, he said, the old believe everything. The middle-aged suspect everything. The young know everything. <laughs> and Dorian is dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back with another book or a play next time. But until then, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Bye. Right, we say goodbye. Yeah, you can okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a precedent now. I have to guess, get every guest to say bye now. You're gonna have to re-record some stuff. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you.